I've spent the past three months trying to work on one specific project, trying to make everything that I want, all of my ambitions, my dreams of how I want this entire you know thing to be. I've been trying to make it come to life in the best way that I know how. Um, and I'm fucking tired. I'm exhausted. And I feel like I haven't really gotten where I wanted to, to get to. So I'm even more tired because I'm sad that I didn't like achieve exactly what I wanted. And, you know, that being said, I look back and I'm really proud that I was able to make something. But at the same time, I'm sitting here and I'm just I'm just exhausted. And it's exhaustion from like physically working for months on one particular thing and then realizing, uh, you know, that second dose of exhaustion coming, realizing that like I didn't achieve what I ultimately wanted to. And I'm going to fucking talk about it because it's important to talk about failures and successes because there was both in this particular launch. What I'm talking about is my EP launch, Bombs and Bird Songs. And I've been spending all this time and I've been I've been trying to figure out exactly how I should do this, how long I should wait. And I realized today that it's time to just it's time to, to rip off the bandaid and, and move on to what's next, because I've been thinking about this particular thing for so long that it's just too much and I'm too tired to continue thinking about it. I need a new sense of energy. Otherwise, I'm going to be bogged down into to what has happened versus what I want to make happen. So let's talk about generally what was the goal for Bombs and Bird Songs? What was I trying to do? The main thing that I wanted to do is I wanted to build up the fan base relatively significantly, comparatively. I think I have somewhere around like a few hundred Facebook likes and follows or whatever, um, a couple hundred Instagram followers, which is fine. There's a few of you guys here on YouTube, which is dope. And I appreciate all, all of them. And that's, I think, the best part about this entire launch is just I've gotten to talk to more people and I've gotten to meet more people and they've been able to check out my stuff. And it's been largely really positive, the whole experience. Um, and just, you know, just meeting all of these new people. And I've really been excited about that. And I think that that in itself, you know, is valuable to me. And I'm really proud of that aspect of this. Um, another thing that I really thought went well was the actual creation of the the detonator experience and like the content that's on there like i was really honest and probably more so than i uh could have been or i needed to be i just wanted to put myself like completely out there and tell you exactly where i came from and the story in itself is like sad and i was hoping it wasn't so sad that it like deterred people but uh that it's, ge it's generally where most of my music comes from. It's kind of like sad place. That's just what, it, what it's, that's the music that I make. And you guys know exactly why. It's because the music I make is a, a direct reflection of, of emotions that I'm trying to get rid of. So it's like, it, it's like the offspring of my depression, you know? So there's that. <laughs> and that was cool. Um, but, you know, I, I think the, actual like pages and everything about them, I think they ended up being really cool. And that's where I spent most of my time trying to like put together these collections and make them really interesting. And I think informative for people who really wanted to know. And I know a lot of you guys have gone through it and I'm really appreciative that you guys have gone through it because like I said, I put months into this particular thing. Um, and it's it's been weird to look back on. You know, because what were the expectations that, that I had setting forward is I wanted to grow the fan base and I wanted to give you guys something that you could like remember from it. And that's why I created that entire experience in the first place. And I think both of those things were achieved, you know, not on this like massive scale. And and I knew that wasn't going to happen. So I'm not like surprised that, you know, I'm not on, you know, billboard or whatever the fuck no one cares about. I'm not surprised in that aspect. I'm more surprised that the amount of time I put into a different aspect of it that I wish I was able to put more time into. And I did it just because I said this is what I was going, going to do. And I think I, I, I could have done it better. And that's what makes me more frustrated is because there's a whole other side of the fan base that is really important to me. And that's people that like want to read stories. People want to read books, you know, and all of you guys are here because I make music and that's great. 
And that's obviously a huge part of my identity. And as, as you go through that particular experience, the detonator experience, you'll find out why. Like it is the reason that I'm, I'm even here in the first place. So music is a, a huge part of my life and I can't emphasize that. But the other part of that is, is this other entity surrounding the music itself. And it also kind of like pulls me from just making music all the time. Because honestly, like if I just made music, I could be busting out singles probably once a week and not saying they'd be like super high quality or anything like that. But I, could, I definitely could because that's the rate at which I write songs and that's the rate at which my production for the music side of it is. And like knowing that, that there's that potential and they would be like songs that I'm like relatively proud of at the same time, like I know that's what like the algorithms want. They want me to keep making more stuff and they want me to make it faster and faster. And I know I physically am capable of doing that. But my problem is that I get bag bogged down with doing the same thing over and over again. I wanted to do something different. So for this launch, like I made all the songs and they've been done for ever. I mean, they've been they've been finished three months before I released anything. And what I spent that three months doing in between the actual release date um, and when I finished the songs and like uploaded them to be released, that three month period drained the fuck out of me because I wanted to do something that was special. Another thing that I, I thought I wanted to achieve whenever I was making this entire experience was I wanted to be able to have a, a more like live aspect to it. And that I completely failed in that. I did not do well with it. Um, partly is just because I just didn't feel like I had anything else I wanted to say. Like everything I needed to say, I had spent three months putting into this one thing and I didn't feel like I had that particular energy to put any more emphasis into it. Like I, had, I had, it had sucked the life out of me and I was just tired and I just didn't want to do it anymore. And because I knew I didn't want to do it, I knew that if I put out anything, it would just suck more life out of me and I wouldn't be excited to do it. And that would be evident for you guys. And then you guys would think that of me and I am self-deprecating. And so I really value you guys' opinion uh, probably more than I should. And like, I know that about myself. Like people writing comments, like it means a lot to me negatively and positively. Like they both weigh on me heavily because I want to reply to everyone's comments. And as long as it's not like directly malicious, like I will reply to every single comment. That's that's what I want to do. And that's the kind of person I am. So I knew that like that aspect of it, the live aspect of it was going to suffer because of my lack of excitement for it. At one point, I just like I realized that I didn't like the project anymore. And looking back on it now, I, I absolutely love it. And I think in the future, I'll love it even more because it's it's so ingrained into who I am as a person is my psyche and how I grew up. Like it is the story of how I grew up. And I, I feel like when you're in the middle of it and you put all of your time directly into it, it just gets really tiring. And that kind of brings me to the other point here is, is that there was the music side of it, which I had finished. And then I spent three months building out these individual web pages for each individual song. And that had the music itself, like a video accompanied with it, everything about the song and the lyrics. Um, and then it had like the true story of myself in that particular moment for that song. And so it, in, in the context of me is, is uh, as a factual recounting. And then there was another aspect of it, which was a, an entire fictional story. And this is the part that I realized that I was the most excited about. Because after you're done with the songs, like, you know, who knows how many times I've listened to them at, at this point. And I know they can always be better. And there's a, a particular song on the, the EP that I really wish I had, had spent more time on, but I realized that my energy, I just, I just didn't want to do that anymore. And I just wasn't gonna do it. And if I did anything else, I was just gonna keep hating it. But overall, I had liked the song. so. Anyway, this particular aspect of it, the writing, the actual short stories was the part that excited me the most. And that truly is where I spent a good two months. Like I had all the web pages done for 
two months in advance of the release. And then it was just about writing the stories. And I had the stories all plotted out and and what I wanted the characters to to do because I had already written the stories like in the song, you know. And so I started writing these stories and the first three were like legit short stories and they were stuff that I think really worked. And um, the most interesting part for each individual one is they tended the way I wrote them. They seemed more like scenes of the of the larger story at hand. And so I wrote them as individual scenes. And I really liked that aspect. I thought it was interesting because I could tell like a big story with just like these individual scenes that didn't take a whole long to digest. And then the last two stories like absolutely took every ounce of energy I had and I put everything into them and they were much longer, much longer. And and I love these stories. And there's they they hold a really special place in my heart, you know, and I did it in such an interesting way for for how I normally do stuff. Like I'm normally one of these people who starts a lot of projects and then like I have to will myself to finish things because I'm I want to be I want everything to be perfect. And I end up uh, either pushing stuff to the point of ruin or I push it to the point where it just needs a little bit more. And then I am not excited about it anymore because I've like I've heard the joke, you know, so it's like I've already heard the punchline and now I don't want to tell the joke because I already know I already it's already funny to me. And if I listen to it again, I'm not going to laugh, you know, that excitement is no longer there. And I did. I just wanted to. I wanted to find something that I was excited about, and that's where I realized my fatal flaw. As me as a person, the biggest one I think that I have is that when I have a story figured out, I realize that the process to making it digestible for someone else and like an, a, a tangible thing that they can read or listen to. Music is the only thing I've ever been able to actually finish even after the ideas come about. And I think partially that's just because of the style I write music in. The style I write is it forms itself through the entire process. So it's not like finished and then I record it. It's written while I record it. And that process in itself is exciting to me. But whenever you write a story and the ways that I've been trying to write the story is I have everything plotted out and it's it's set up already. So I don't need to. I don't need to finish it. You know, the story has already been told and I already know the story. I already know the ending. I know the climax. I know who wins. I know who doesn't. I know the twists. I know the turns. I know the emotional beats like I know it already and it's already in my head because I've already told myself that story. And the problem is the physical act of then taking that story that I've already finished for myself and then turning it into a story that's digestible for other people, that particular thing doesn't excite me. So I need to find ways to make that exciting. And one of the things that I did to make sure that I finished them and got them to to a point where I thought they were readable, you know, yeah, readable, I guess, um, is I, I just forgot about everything else. I only did that one thing. And I wrote them on my phone. <laughs> I wrote them on my phone when I was like sitting there, you know, breaks during work or in the bathroom or just kind of sitting in the room at the end of the day. I wrote them on my phone because I didn't want to come in here for some reason. For some, And I, a couple of times I came in here and I actually wrote but most of it was just on my phone and I just let it go. And then later I came back and then I edited them to the best of my ability. And now at this point of actually having someone else edit them because the ultimate goal is to then put those individual stories and put them into um, like a, a, a novel for Bombs and Birds songs in itself. And I'm excited about that. And which leads me to the, the final part which is a little more difficult to be uh, frustrated at. But I am frustrated at myself for not preparing it in the way that I think it can be. And that's really about monetizing it. And I know that's a weird way to talk about it right now. But the reason I talk about it is because the only way 
that I'm able to fully move away from my job as, you know, my regular nine to five job is by being able to monetize this, whatever, whatever this is. And I need to be able to turn this into the ultimate uh, uh, career or whatever, because I feel as though if I had that extra time that I would be able to really put more time into this. Problem is right now I spend most of my day at a regular job where I don't have the ability to focus on my creative endeavors and all the, the things that I want to make. And so me being able to make something takes a hit and make it is, is just dragged out. And so my ability to feed the algorithm to get to more people and thus being able to make it more uh, profitable and, and monetize it further is hindered. So it's going to take me even longer to get to that point. That being said, I'm not like complaining and I, I realize it's it's you shouldn't be making art to make money off of it. But realistically, and I'm trying to be as realistic as I can here, is that I need to at some point, you know, and I love I love doing this. So doing this and then making money off of it, that is the ultimate goal because I just want to do this. I don't want to do that other thing. I just want to do this. But that other thing is the only reason I'm able to do this right now. So this needs to become more at some point. And I had this like grand scheme that this was going to be like a crazy big selling, you know, EP and all that stuff. It's going to be massive. And, you know, you put that in your head because you're just excited about it and you just want it to do amazing. And realistically, looking back on it now, like, I don't know why I put those particular expectations on on this thing. You know, I had all these um, like, you know, dreams and ambitions. Whenever you make a particular art, you, you think it's going to be massive. You think everyone's going to going to attach to it. But you just never know who's going to attach to it. And I, I think, you know, although people do want to listen to music, the other thing that they want is something specialized for themselves and their experience. And I think one of the failings of myself is that I wasn't able to give people a specific thing that they could attach to and be able to support me while also, you know, getting something that they actually want. Because the last thing that I want is to, is to have people buy my stuff just because they think um, that they should and they don't actually, you know, it, it doesn't mean anything to them. And I'm not in the business of making stuff that's like, you know, I, I don't make like commodities, you know, I, this is definitely material stuff that that doesn't help you survive. It's purely because it's something that you want. So I'm aware of that. And I realized that, that was a big failing myself in that particular way is that I really wanted to make something that that resonated with people to a point where they felt that they needed this this uh, thing to represent that emotion, this like physical thing to be able to to say that like I was I was there when it happened, you know? And that was my failing is I, I didn't give you guys that. And so that's something I gotta work on, you know. I, I just don't know. I, I you know, I'm learning all this stuff. I as much as I have all these ideas for how I want things to go. There's going to be a lot of failures. And although there are things that I definitely could have done better, I overall think that this was a good launch. This did exactly what I wanted. I was able to finish something that I was proud of. I made five songs that I'm proud of. I made, uh, you know, all this cover art that I'm proud of. I wrote stories that I'm proud of. I'm, I'm going to be publishing a book that I'm proud of. And, you know, all this time making this stuff and like de designing it and, and coming up with the, the concepts and characters, all that stuff, like it makes me happy. And I think I, I need to look on that more and be more excited about it. Um, but, you know, my mind just directly goes to like how I can make it better and how can I improve it. And that's a good and bad thing. It's great because it, I feel as though I'm constantly improving. I'm constantly making better stuff. But I also feel like it's it hinders a lot because there's just no way for me to fully ever get to that point you know it's tough because i have i have a lot of ambitions and i have a lot of things that i really want to do and i want to make it perfect every single time 
And there's some some things like, for instance, that specific song that I, I just can't make perfect. For whatever reason, I don't have the capability to make it perfect. And because I don't have the money to send it off to other people, I'm not going to reach that pinnacle that I think that it that particular song deserves, which is one of the reasons that like I, I haven't recorded some particular songs because I, I feel like they deserve to be recorded in the best possible way. But the problem with that is that I'm never going to get better if I don't continue to make whatever I can make at this moment. So all these songs are a victim of my current predicament and skill set, and I'm never going to be perfect. But I love striving for that regardless. You know, I, I love trying to make something that means a lot and is and I can look back on and be happy. And I know that I talk about, uh, you know, this particular EP as is like I'm, I'm tired of it and it no longer excites me. And I mean that in a way that like I've already I've already told the story and I've already talked about it and I've already experienced what I was going to create with it. So there's nothing else for me to explore there. And so now I need to go on to, to something else. But in in the future, I'm going to look back on this EP, not as a failure, but as 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 the next step and something that was important. And I'm going to look back proud on it because I put an insane amount of work into it and I put everything I had into it at that moment. And I left, I mean, I left it on all on the field. That's all I had. Um, and there, there are definitely ways that I could have made it better for sure. And I'll hopefully take those into the next project or whatever I do next. But for right now, like I'm just excited that I was able to make something and just finish it and have like a physical, like I have a physical CD that, 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 that like represents it, you know? And I have this, these, these stories that I physically, I physically wrote all of this stuff and I put it all out there and I made it and, and some people like it and some people hate it and some people don't care. And some people are like, all right, sure. But at the end of the day, it's, it's truthfully me. It's everything that I wanted to make. And although there can always be improvements, you know, I strive per, for perfection. And in the pursuit of that, I find excellence, you know, as a quote from uh, Vince Lombardi, a famous uh, Green Bay Packers head coach. And, you know, that I that resonates with me so hard, striving for perfection. And in that failure, essentially, you achieve excellence. And I, I do feel that although I, I haven't, found that perfection, I definitely feel like this is everything that I could have a hope for and, and come out on the other side. And, you know, I'm not going to be quitting my job anytime soon, but I, I still love doing this and I'm not going to, I'm not going to stop it because worst case scenario, you know, I'm just, I'm just the dude who, who put everything he had on the line and just gave everything he had to the stuff that he loves to make. And I, I'm proud of that. I'm proud of that. I know this is fucking sap, sappy as hell, but I'm proud of that shit. You know, I did this and I did this all myself. You know, not that other people wouldn't have helped, but I, I did it. I did it myself because it was something that was personal to me. And I wanted to be the only person who had a hand in this particular thing. And um, I'm proud of that. You know, I am proud of that. It's tough. It's tough to look back on on things, especially as like the creator of something and look back on say on, on things and just say that like, you know, I could have always done better there particularly or there's things I could have improved here. You know, I could have marketed it better. I could have um, had better things for sale. I could have recorded things better. I could have mixed it better. I could have written it better. I could have been better. But at the end of the day, like I did something and it's not something to to think lightly of you know i'm very i'm i'm uh i'm hopefully optimistic for things that come in the future and this is the beginning you know and uh, i don't want to i don't want to get down my particular vibe you know i, I want to be able to keep making stuff and i want to make it better and better um and it's it's hard to get out of that mindset when you're looking back and you're critiquing everything, you need to stop and say like, I did this and, and this is what, 
this is what happened. Like, this is the reality of it. This, this is what I put into it. And this is what came out. And you have to be able to look at yourself in the mirror and say, like, I did all that I could, you know, for, for the circumstances that I, <clears throat> that, that I'm in with the equipment, with my personal skill level, you know, it's not, it's not the pinnacle, you know, you don't look in the rear view with this stuff. You look through the front window and you just keep going because there's something else out there. I have lots of songs to keep making. I have stories to write. I got movies to make. I got games to make. And let's, let's, I want to talk to you guys about that. I, originally I was going to make this like a five minute video, but I just, I like rambling. This is something I love to do. And I realize now that, that this is what this is going to be. I guess this will be a podcast episode and we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about where do I go from here and what's the ultimate goal and just be straight up with you guys about it and see exactly what comes of that. Because I have big goals, big, big goals. And, you know, I didn't go to like a seminar and come out with like, you know, here's what you got to do. And, uh, you know, whatever, who cares? I'm being stupid, but I didn't come out of a seminar with all these mantras and shit like that. Like I have that one quote from Vince Lombardi that sticks with me all the time. That one I think about every single day. I think about that actually. And besides that, I don't have a whole lot of other stuff. I just want to make stuff that I love and I want to try to make it better and better every single time. But like who, what, what exactly do I want purebred must to be and what do I want to continue to make? And now is probably a good time as ever to do it. So realistically, let's look back at, uh, I guess, what I've done so far. And then I could talk about what the future holds and what that means. So essentially, Purebred Mutt started about, uh, I guess, two years ago. Even though I wasn't making anything, I didn't really have the name or whatever. Like two years ago was when essentially I built I built my computer. Um I got uh, some recording equipment and I was living in an apartment at the time and uh, I was just making stuff and just trying to figure out like, you know, what's my skill level out now? Because at the time I had just gone through a whole bunch of stuff and I finally got out to a point where I was able to like spend some money and like get some stuff and start making things. And that was two years ago. So two years removed from that. And here I am now. Um, I live in a house. I, I, you know, situated this particular room. So that way it could be my studio. I have a, a camera that I got. I'm making videos. Uh, I'm making songs. I have the band name. I have the aesthetic that I like. And, uh, you know, there's generally a lot going on, to be honest. But it, it's been two years where now what what do I have physically released that you guys can actually listen to and and consume? I got a couple of podcast episodes generally about you know, the, the process of somewhat making music more about like what I, what my opinion about the music industry is based off of the things that I've seen. That's a lot of it. I talk about, um, a little bit about, you know, the pre-release psychology behind this stuff. I talk about, you know, all different kinds of stuff with the videos. I have a couple goofy ones. Um, I have a bunch of me like playing guitar and then I also have, uh, you know, the actual physical songs out. So I have, I think, six songs out right now. Maybe I guess technically seven. One of them doesn't really count. It's just me messing with some like orchestral instruments on my on my computer software. Um, you know, I still love it. I think it's fun. It's fun to do that stuff. I love like orchestral stuff. But so I have those, you know, six, seven songs or whatever out now, including with the EP. I have those out physically. You guys can listen to wherever the fuck you want. I have like a physical CD. I got like t-shirts that I've been able to make. I have a manufacturer that I like for those. I have a system for shipping out orders to individuals and people who bought them. Um, that's like relatively efficient. And, you know, like I have a, a business account like set up for it particularly. Like I'm, I'm creating this uh, initial layer of what I want purebred mutts to be. And you know, generally all that stuff has been built up. I'm trying to make something just, just a whole bunch of like this, this platform. I, I just want to make this platform for me to be able to continue to build off of. And the main pillar obviously is music. So I'm trying to make all of this music that I've been wanting to make for a long time and physically and now able to. So I, I want to make all of this music and then from there branch off into other things. What are those other things? So purebred mutts to me is 
different than what it may be to you. Most of you guys know me as the guy who just who makes music, who likes to wail on his guitar, who like screams a whole bunch and, you know, whatever, makes really sad uh, lyrical content. Uh, and that's a fair assessment because that's essentially all that I've done so far. But what I wanted Pure Red Mutts to be from the beginning is is uh, a, a project, not necessarily like an artist. And Pure Red Mutts, you know, I made it plural because it's not I, w- I want to be able to continue to grow like right now it is like me individually but it also encompasses you people that are a part of this project who are on the receiving end of everything that i make and are able to actually talk to me back and give me your feedback and 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 we can actually like have that conversation like you guys are also part of it as well so for me it's not just this musical entity it's not like this band or artist that plays at live venues every once in a while who puts out music videos and stuff on spotify like that's one particular aspect but i also have this big community that i'd like to build and i'll talk about that a little bit more uh later but I want to build this particular community and the other creative avenues of this besides music matter a lot because like I said, I'm, I'm not just the musician. I'm this person who is obsessed with capturing emotions and, and turning them into these like characters and stories. It fascinates me so much. I love stories. I love reading. I love listening. I love watching movies and videos and everything. Like I love that. And people who are able to do it differently they, they do something to my head. They just get me so excited. It's like every time I watch It Might Get Loud, which has the, the Edge, Jack White, and Jimmy Page, and they're just talking about guitar and music. Every single time I come in here and I record a song. So I'll watch the movie and I'll stop it like midway and I'll come in here and write music because I'm excited about it and it gets me pumped. The same thing whenever I read like a book that is absolutely amazing and just grabs my attention. I want to come in here and and just lay down some lines of like ideas and characters that I think are interesting to explore. And then the other aspect is is all the visual stuff. You know, I want to capture and be able to tell stories on on all three of these platforms. I want the audio side. I want the literary side and I want the visual side. What does that mean for this? You know, I I think the most interesting part about being an artist nowadays is just you you aren't restricted to anything. And I think if you are restricted to anything, to some extent, that restricts you entirely because you you just don't have the ability to expand beyond that. And that's not necessarily a bad thing because you can focus entirely on that one aspect. But for me, I, I get bored and I, I, you know, that again, my fault comes up is that like, I know the joke and I'm not excited about it anymore. And that's hard to deal with. And so music, sometimes it doesn't do it for me all the way. I need to explore an idea in, in just a different medium because I'm not able to capture it in the same way with just this medium, you know, and all of them have their own restrictions and you need to be able to, uh, develop a story and, and emotions through those restrictions of each individual medium. So this is a whole bunch of me blabbing on, but here's what I want to happen. So right now I have essentially this artist profile where I make music and I write stories, right? What do I really want that to become? In the future, I have really big plans. In the future, I want this to become a production company essentially and not in just like a a specific way I want I want teams that work on everything I want people not including myself I want other people to come on to the purebred mutts um, platform or whatever and be able to tell the stories that they're most interested in and tell them in a way that isn't confined to how everything else is told. I want to be different. I want to make stuff that is different. So let's talk about where where we go and how we get to that point and what that really means. So whenever I started this particular thing, my goal was five years. Five years, I need to make this profitable. And that's not like an end-all be-all, but like for me, five years. Like that's like, I need to have it done because at that point, you know, 
at some point you need you need to say like maybe this what I'm making just doesn't resonate with people and you need to move on to more of just like this now is just the hobby rather than it being like a profession that you want to perfect. Uh, and that's a fair thing. I feel like if you put five years into something and you and you aren't seeing those types of results, it's not like a, a, you should never do it. I think at that point you should just transition to doing it just because you love to do it. And success means different things to other people. But for me, it means being self-sufficient off of this particular project, purebred mutts. So how do I how do I do that? And what does that really look like? Well, essentially what I'm talking about is I need to be able to have um, creative ventures that are exciting and also beneficial monetarily. So how, how do you essentially do that? Well, I think that you can make money in music in a, in a in a few different ways and I've talked about them before and I also think you can make a good amount of money in in literature and making books and stories. I also think you can make a good amount of money in making films. So, essentially what I'm going to do is this part right now I am in phase 1. I'm going to be focusing now that I realize more and more what is happening, I'm going to focus entirely on the music side and I'll make everything else like the videos and the podcast and everything when I feel like I have something to say. So it's not going to be as consistent. The algorithm is not going to like me and I don't care because the only one I care about right now is Spotify, Apple Music. You know, I want people to listen to my songs. I want people to listen to to that particular thing because I want to be able to grow it in that way. So I'm not going to ignore the other stuff, but right now that's the most prevalent thing. I need to make more music. I need to. And I think mainly it's just because that is an avenue that excites me and it's something that's accessible right now. I have all of the tools to make everything right now. I've already done it. I've actually physically done it. I've made the CD. I've made the EP. I know how to make music and I know how to get it out to people that want to listen to it. Like I know how to do that. I need to double down on that right now. That's phase one. Make music where I break even, where the money that I spend in the creation, whether that's like buying physical items for a specific launch, whether that's advertisements, because I do run advertisements. That's the biggest way that I'm able to find people right now based off of the platforms that I've found. So between the 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 monetary cost of doing all that including like you know paying back for the equipment that i have um and i'm talking about like subscriptions and stuff like that like for instance slate digital that costs me a specific amount every year um typeform is one thing that i've i've used uh for my choose your own adventure i'm about to move into something else but for right now that's what i've been using that's a cost other subscription stuff um that that are necessary for me to be able to make the music I need to have all of the costs associated with that. I need to be able to make enough money where it becomes even. And if I can make more than that, then that's great. Then that's awesome. But you know, everything that I make needs to go directly back into this. And that's essentially what's been happening so far. So that's good. So the first step is making music a monetary possibility and make it free flowing in itself. I don't expect to make a crazy amount of money. And to be honest, Spotify views aren't going to do it for me. Um, streaming revenue just doesn't do it. It's not enough, um, especially at the level that I'm at. And even at the huge levels, like you're, you're very rarely going to be making, uh, you know, reasonable money off of your streams. I'm realistic about that. I've seen the numbers and they're not good. Spotify is one of the worst, but it's such a big platform. It's difficult to to do anything about it. Unfortunately, they have a very strong, not monopoly, but it's damn close. You know, they really only have one, you know, uh, competitor. So th that's not really where the money comes from. The money comes from like physical products or um, you know subscription stuff, and that's probably one of the things that I want to talk about and experiment with is being able to make um, like a Patreon or some similar service where I have actual content from this that people are actually interested in supporting me in that way. That's another good way that uh, people don't you know, feel the need to buy like physical merch if they're not interested or if they uh, just have a particular thing. So that's something that I've been thinking about and trying to come up with uh, cool ways to make that accessible and interesting to people. And then 
you know, I mean, there's a couple other ways, but that's the main thing. Like you're really going to be making money from like the Patreon type platform or model. Um, and then also from like physical merch sales, but I'm not going to get any of those if, if I'm constantly tying myself to other projects right now, because I've been trying to come up with these cool ways to make videos. I've been trying to make these these cool ways to, to make books and stuff like that. And I'll still do all of those things, but right now they are taking so much of my time that I haven't really been able to sit down and make music. That's why I haven't been posting a whole bunch. And and uh, that's in itself been hurting the music aspect of it. And I, I'm i aware of it. And so that's why I need to change. You know, I, I need to straight up buckle down and find ways to make stories that excite me so that way I can keep making music that's interesting and fun and keep progressing in that way because I'm not going to be able to have good merch sales. I'm not going to be able to have the Patreon model or whatever thing that I decide to do. I'm not going to be able to have that without people and the way you get people is by consistently making stuff. I'm aware of that. That's just how things are. Like I don't have a big enough following to rely on doing everything once in a while like i need to consistently build and the only way that you can build build trust especially is by consistently doing stuff so what can i do right now i can make music and i can just hammer down on that and you know that's something that's realistic and that's something that i want to do so what happens after you know, I'm able to make this profitable, just the music aspect of it. Well, at that point, that's when I need to start bringing in more people. And that's the part that terrifies and excites me all at the same time, because I know realistically that at this point, whenever I'm making money off of the music, that's not going to coincide with the point I'm able to leave this other job. So I'm going to still have to take time and and not, um, I, I'm still going to have a, basically the entire day taken up by this other job because that supports me and my family. And I, I have to keep doing that. And music in the time frame that I'm thinking is not going to make that much money. I'm aware of that. And I know that. And I accept that. And that's fine, you know, because I still love making it. And that's not the end goal. It's not really where I want to get to. So that's one aspect of it. Um, and whenever you bring in more people, it's more of like an added cost. And I don't want to be one of those people who just like constantly gets like free labor from people. Like I want to be able to have my music not only support me, but support whoever else is on the team. So by adding other people to the team, it hires the amount that you need to bring in for it to become continually profitable or at least break even. Right. So that's a that's a, a risk. Um, so I know that's what's going to happen. I'm going to be able to make this profitable enough where at some point I'm going to need to bring on more people because if you do that you expand your workload you're able to make more stuff and you're able to then increase the amount that you're able to put out thus feeding the algorithm thus bringing more people and thus making stuff um, more efficiently should we say and who knows what people all need to bring on or whatever I have no idea uh, but that that is the step directly after that is starting to build the team. The main person that I really needed to build the team is a secondary marketing entity, someone who also knows this because I am proficient as as much as I am, which is very little. I have somewhat experience and I've definitely put my money where my mouth is, but um, there's always ways to improve. And I think that is a huge need right now is uh, they call it customer acquisition. But essentially, it's just finding people who are interested in the shit that I make. So that's another big aspect of it. As soon as I'm able to do that and bring on more people, it's this, it's this perpetual cycle where I need to continue to make more and more uh, music for people and be able to facilitate that stuff further. And who knows where we'll be by this point. But that needs to happen within the five years. But the five-year goal does not end there. My assumption and my ultimate goal for being able to actually monetize this is three years. If I'm able to make music, um, you know, make enough money for me to sustain off of it in three years, that's the ultimate goal. And that's why I need to really buckle down and get it because I'm splitting myself in so many directions that I'm not able to focus on this one thing that'll get me to that one place, you know? So three years is, I believe, a manageable place where I can really buckle down and make stuff 
that is, that I'm proud of and excited about and also improve my craft and get better and better and then also be able to get to a point where I am making enough off of it where I'm able to bring in more people and thus continue the cycle. And by three years, I wish to have, I mean, the goal is to have a small team. It's to have loads and loads of music already put out an insane amount. I'm talking an insane amount. And, you know, like I'm talking, I'm not going to say the number because I have to adjust that based off of other stuff, but, but an insane amount of music that I think that I'm absolutely able to continue to make. Um, I need to have that, the small team, and then also making it profitable in itself where I don't need to take money from this job and put it into the purebred mutts. Cause right now that's what was happening. I'm funding it myself with the excess money that I have available that I can put into it. So I need to be able to make it profitable. I'm giving myself three years to make it profitable. And I'm not talking like, you know, thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars profitable. I just, I just need it. I need it to break even. And I need to be able to just like a little bit more than that. So I can put that extra money into growing it a little bit more. Like if I can make, fuck, I mean like some stupid shit, like 5%, you know, more on top of the break even point, that's, that would be huge. That would be massive. I don't expect to have this crazy return on investment. I just want to be able to make it profitable enough where I'm able to get into the next stage. So phase one, make a shit ton of music, build a small team of people who are equally as excited about it. I'm not talking, I'm not just going to bring in some, you know, real estate moguls and tell them that, Hey, you're part of my stuff now. Like people who want to be here for the next stages, you know, what happens in phase two? So phase two, after I've built a team and I have this like discography of, of like this, you know, endless waterfall of discographies. Um, after that, we move into phase two, which is all about the, the, the written or the visual, but I'm going to talk about written because I think that makes the most sense. So what does that mean? I have all these, these stories that I've been piling up and, and writing, and I will continue to do that stuff as, as I go through this. So don't be, don't be disarmed. If I, if I drop some, some short stories or, you know, whatever during this time, but after that three years of being able to make the music aspect of it, um, you know, monetizable and break even plus the 5% or whatever I was talking about, if I'm able to do that, then I'm going to transition into being able to hopefully move more and more into like writing actual books, writing actual screenplays and like sending them out to publishing house, but hopefully actually publishing them myself and being able to use the tactics I used and learn from marketing with my team and music to be able to not only take the the part of the fans that are that are interested in the book side of it but being able to bring on a whole other sector of people who are interested in like the the book and story side of this particular thing uh, that would be massive for me and that's that's phase two essentially is, is just buckling down and becoming a a literary juggernaut you know and really get down to it because it's something that it's something that I love. I love reading. I love writing and it goes hand in hand with all of my stuff. You guys know this, like I love writing stories, but they take a significant amount of time. And I already know that my fatal flaw is after I know something is, I already know the ending. I'm not as interested in it. So the work to do that is it's going to take a lot of effort and it's also going to take other people. I do think that I do not have at this moment the mental fortitude to be able to do music and that stuff all at the same time. I don't have that. I need other people to be able to push me to that point because it excites me, but I get exhausted and I'm going to be I'm going to continue to be tired and I don't have the the ability to stretch myself that thin by myself. I need other people. I know I need other people. And the people that I bring in, I really I know they're going to be able to have that extra little kick to say, hey, like, let's do just this today. You know, in those pessimistic days where I'm sitting there and I'm just like, I'm just too, I'm just too tired. Like, I'm just not excited about it. Those are the people that are going to say, hey, just start. 
Because as soon as I start, I go. It's the step. After, after I realize like this is what I have to do, if they can just, just help me realize it's just the step, I can do it. I know it makes me sound like a weak person, but I'm just, I'm just a person. And I know that about myself. So I need to like continue to build up that mental fortitude that I lost over years of being like a quitter. I need to continue to do it. And I know, I know that I can, but that's the team that I want to build is, is people that want to continue to push each other. And it's not all going to be about me. Like I want everyone to be able to, to, to do the creative ventures that they're excited about. But this is what I need for myself. And that's really what the, the team is there is, is we're all going to be doing this one thing together. And so that's phase two is being able to not only be able to make these books and screenplays and get them out to the people and create a different fan base specifically for that. At this point, that aspect is going to be a totally different animal. Because if you're able to make books that people love, if you're able to make, if you're able to build that fan base over characters or stories or like an author particularly, if you're able to build that fan base, then the work in between is massive and residual. Because I, I know realistically that the market for being able to make something that is like actual genuine and good is massive. And I'm not talking like, and it, the crazy thing is like, you don't need to be JK Rowling level to be successful in writing, but you do need resources. And so that's why I can't start there and just go for it because I'm going to, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to spend the amount of time that I need to work from the gorilla level. And I'm not going to have the patience for that specific medium in which I still need to improve significantly. But for music, like I already have the skills that I've been building for a decade plus. So I have the physical capability of growing to that point and being able to make stuff that is profitable books. I'm not there yet. And so that's why in these three years, I will continue to grow that slowly at a pace that excites me still. And when that time comes, it'll it'll hopefully give me the ability to continue to make stuff and bring in a, a different type of audience, people who want a different kind of medium to ex explore these stories. And that's that's ultimately what I want. And by being able to do that, I'll then be able to add essentially more team members and build out the team more for like that specific side of it for members that are really excited about that and bring on at this point, you know, other artists who are interested in it. Because that is also another massive aspect. I'll talk about that more a little later. I know we're spending a lot of time, but I'm really excited. And I love like actually talking about this because all this stuff is in my head. And anyway, so phase two is really diving into like the author side of it and making books, and writing screenplays and getting them to people, especially the screenplay aspect of it, getting them to people who can make them and have the time to make them interestingly. In, in a way that's like exciting in that kind of partnership where I'm able to create the stories and because I don't have the physical capability at that moment to be able to turn them into these big projects, I want them to be able to still be created by people who are interested in that, who maybe just need a story to tell. So that's, that's another big aspect of it. it. It really becomes that writing part of it. Right? The first part, phase one, is really about creating this music and this landscape for monetization being able to to then feed into the other avenues second phase is the literary phase where again it's about slowly building it building up the fan base and then getting to a point where it is significantly more successful and i'm able to bring on more and more people by then we'll have a small to medium-ish size team i'm thinking probably between maybe probably five to 10 people at that point, literally stage people who are like, eh, like in-house essentially. And then obviously you have other people you work with besides that, uh, within the industry or other artists, you know, and, and that will be five years from now when that and the music become self-sufficient and together create this massive, not massive, but like, uh, it, 
big enough pool of residual income to be able to make both of them profitable in themselves. And if one isn't as good at that moment, the other one makes up for it and, and vice versa, you know, so that way I'm able to be able to move on to the different aspects of it that excite me while still being able to support myself at this point, at this point between both of those, that's when I need to be able to leave the nine to five. I need to be able to. And if I can't, but I've still built up this team and momentum is coming, that's okay. Like, I don't mind continuing to do this. But at that point, like, I can do two endeavors at the same time as well as my nine to five, but I can't do three. So I will not be able to move into that third aspect, into phase three, until I have I've delatched from that aspect of it. I won't be able to. And that's why the five-year mark is important because it is the transition between doing something and and having all of a sudden eight hours a day free not necessarily free but like available to be able to continue to do that stuff and then also still be able to hang out with my family and do things that i love because that's another aspect i'm not willing to sacrifice that's why i don't spend eight hours a day at work and then another eight hours in here it's because i want to hang out with my girlfriend and my dogs and my family and i want to see everybody and I want to be a person. I want to I want to go in, in the backyard and I want to fire up the smoker and make some flank steak. You know, I want to go run on the track in the morning and, and try to do a few miles and see how fast I can do it. I want to be able to go hiking and I want to be able to watch and veg out on some on some shows, you know, like I, I want to be able to live and also still be able to do all the things that I love. And that's where the balance needs to come in. I need to be able to not only support those two endeavors in the singular business, I need to be able to support my family and all of that and not be reliant on this other nine to five. That's why the five-year mark is so important to me because it is, it's not make or break, but it, it's the moment where until I can move past it, I will be at that point of stagnation where I'm no longer able to continue to grow. And the reason that the first one is three years and the second one is two is because of exponential growth. I feel that there is that room as you start adding more and more people to be able to create something that is truly amazing, right? So five years, that's massive. That's massive. Let's talk about phase three, essentially, which is... I'd probably say it's not the final phase, but it's going to be a big one. It's going to be a big transition. And it's uh, uh, it's really exciting for me. And it's where I've always wanted to be. And it's it's that mixture of all three, being able to finally have all three aspects of it, of the, the creative ventures that I want to explore. So the first one, obviously, is the music side. The second one is the literary side with the books and the screenplays and the stories. And the third one is the visuals where I want to be able to create like as professional as I can get, or at least just exciting ways of telling the stories that I've always been wanting to make. At this point, I, I want to be the guy, you know, I want to, I want to be the guy making the Stephen King movies, you know, for the stuff that I make. I want to be to have that type of creative control and be able to bring on people who are excited about the stories and about just making films because that's something that I love. And I realize now, especially watching like Joel Haver, is that you can make amazing stuff and you don't need a whole lot to do it. And that's the type of scrappy mentality I'm going to have, especially towards the beginning of phase three, is making stuff without huge budgets and making stuff that's still amazing and and great to look at and just something that sticks with you because i don't think that beautiful looking movies are good i think beautiful stories make good looking movies perfect that's that's always been my mindset i think if you can have something that really resonates with people and then you also put that that time and effort into making something look amazing between both of those things it's something that sticks with people and i can think of particular movies in which it does that to me mr nobody comes to my mind immediately i think about that movie all the time because the first time i watched it it just did something 
to, to my mind, it, it just messed with me. And I've always wanted to make something like that. I've always wanted to make something that just pushes the boundaries of, of mental fortitude and what you think. That always has excited me. That's always been something I want wanted to do. And that's going to be where the team really expands and we really start getting into it. And that's when we're going to have all three aspects working in in sync, you know, sync, synchronotic, synchronotic ways, synchronicity, whatever, where the music aspect of it and the audio aspect of it is going to feed into, you know, the this the um, the film itself or the videos itself. That's when the the story aspect is going to be like this base of of everything emotionally driven and character driven in the videos themselves. And that's where the film is really going to take place and be able to, to capture all the aspects of things that I love, the story, the the audio information, the music, and then the videos themselves. And I'm going to be able to do it with people that I've been building up with for five years. I'm going to be able to do it with people that that I know love to make stuff and just want to make stuff that they that they believe in and not have to be tied down to all of these other people and these other rules, you know, I want to make stuff that like really pushes uh, the boundaries of what uh, of what film and music and books can be like, that's what I want to do. And that's what purebred mutts is to me. It's this thing that constantly pushes what I think is the expectation. And if I can keep doing that for myself, I know that I can push other people to do that. And I know that they can push me to do that as well. And that's what purebred mutts is. It's about us, the mutts, making something that's beautiful, making something we believe in, and doing something that fucking matters. And and in 50 years, 100 years, people are hopefully going to be able to look back and say, like, this was different. And this was something that was worth celebrating and worth, you know, reattempting or whatever. You know, it's, I don't expect this to, transform you know the world but it's something that i know has the capability of doing when you have people who truly believe in what they do it it makes you it makes you push yourself a little bit more because you just don't want to let down those people and you know that they're capable of amazing things and they chose to be with you and by that math you are capable of doing amazing things that's what I want from Pure Red Mutts. And that's what I'm going to continue to push for is making things that matter, making things that excite us and making things that like change our perspectives and really put us in just a different place. And that's the ultimate goal. And that's where I want to be. And in 10 years now, I'm going to have a gigantic studio with Hundreds of people who just want to be there because they're making something that they believe in. And they're all able to provide for their families. And they're all able to to create something that matters and that they care about. And they don't have to work 100 hours a week. They can make something that they believe in without these worries of deadlines or whatever. I know that's like a super holistic way of, of thinking about it, but I do think that that... Pushing yourself to the absolute limit all the time is not sustainable. You need to make something that's sustainable and you need to make something that is retainable. And I want to I want to be able to lead those creative people into a place that they're excited about and a place that they want to make beautiful for themselves and they want to help create this, this beautiful place. That's what I want. And that's what I've always wanted. Even from Strive, when Silas Dallin and myself talked about that, when we were trying to create Strive Creative Coalition and all the failing that that was, the message and the idea was never more clear. It has never been more clear even now. I I think about it all the time is about making this place for people to come and make what they believe in and make something that matters to them and something that they can look back on and say, that was great and I'm proud to just... I've done it. That's the place that I want to make. And that's what Purebred Mutts is to me. I'm taking the dreams that I've had with people that I love and respect, and I'm trying to make them a reality. You know, it's a different name now, but it's, it's what I know can happen. And that's what Purebred Mutts is. 
is the possibility to do something that is outside of the norm, to do something that you believe in and and be proud of. And that's what Purebred Mutts is. I'm going to end it there. I think it's a good spot. Thank you, guys. I'll catch you. I don't know when. I'm not going to do this weekly. Like I said, I'm just going to do it when I have something to say. And I had something to say. So, anyway, I'll catch you later. Have a good one.